Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This podcast was presented by Horticulture Week in partnership with Stars for Europe. To find out more about how you can produce a podcast with Horticulture Week, please go to horticultureweek.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Hello, I'm Matthew Appleby and today I'm speaking to Graham Edwards from Woodlark Nurseries in Surrey about poinsettias as part of the Stars for Europe marketing campaign for the Christmas seasonal plant. The UK grown market is about 4 million plants annually, mostly from cuttings from nurseries such as Duman, Selector One, Beacon Camp and Syngenta, who, with MNP, support Stars for Europe's annual initiative. So, Graham, what's the poinsettia market looking like this year? Well, the, I would say the poinsettia market's looking fairly static this year in comparison to previous years. That's um, ourselves particularly we're growing about the same amount that we have done for the past past few years and we don't really see that um changing but and it's then it's all about really if if we get some good weather so people go and visit the garden centers and then that will really decide um what the demand's like but we don't really know that until we get into the season so Fingers crossed it's good, but um, on sort of pre-orders, it's it's the same as usual. Great. And you, you've got an early season crop, haven't you? Yes. Well, we've been doing an early season crop of the Prinsettia, um, which is bred by, I think it's bred by MNP. And it comes in, it's slightly smaller than your standard Prinsettia with smaller bracts. Um, a little bit more quaint and pretty and it comes in various colours of pinks and a quite a nice pure white colour so it, they don't have the sort of classic Christmassy red so it lends itself to uh, trying to gain sales elsewhere in the year maybe not so much the Christmas market um, and we, we'd grow that 
regard and centre centre customers um, who want to sort of extend their poinsettia season forwards as much as possible. And that's been this year's been fairly successful so far. In that we start those in uh, at the start of October. Brilliant. All right. And uh, where else do you get your cuttings from? Uh, we use Selector. Uh, as probably our main supplier and closely followed by Duman Orange, both from Germany. Uh, and we also use a little bit from Syngenta as well for a few special colours that no one else in the market can provide us with. So that's our, that's our three main suppliers. So Graham, just looking at the market more generally, why do you think poinsettias uh, remain so popular? Uh, that's a very good question. I think it's because, firstly, they, they're they a lovely red colour, which is synonymous with Christmas. And they make a they actually make a great indoor living um, decoration for people's houses, uh, which is bright and vibrant compared to lots of houseplants, which are sort of foliage and greenery. Um, and I suppose now, like I said, they're getting synonymous with um, Christmas. So I think people, as, as they sort of buy a Christmas tree, they also want a, a poinsettia or a few poinsettias. And they're pretty good as gifts as well. So uh, for those reasons, I think poinsettias are, are fairly popular. And also, um, they're quite accessible for people to buy as well. I mean, um, they're relatively cheap. Uh, you can get cheaper ones in sort of bigger supermarket stores, um, and then even, even even the more sort of premiumly priced ones at garden centres are are not particularly expensive, really, when it comes to the amount of money people spend for Christmas. So, so for all those reasons, really, they're very Christmassy and relatively cheap for people to buy. Well, that brings me to um, asking about um, how do you differentiate your crop for garden centre market um, against the uh, the cheap supermarket crop? Yeah, that's that's something we've been sort of working hard to do because obviously that our our plants or not just our plants but plants sold in garden centres will always be more expensive than those in supermarkets, and we're never going to get away from that. So. What we try and do is produce a, a, a bigger plant, basically, which is, uh, has more heads on it, more bracts on it, it's slightly taller and uh, a lot rounder. So basically, it, you're getting more for your money. Um, another big thing I, I would say um, that we always like to think that our quality is a lot better than those in supermarkets, but I know supermarket growers and their plants are growing really well. So I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say our our, our transport system, um, it, it goes straight from our greenhouses onto our own transport to the garden centres and we only deliver to the southeast. So uh, it has a very short time in the supply chain. So that massively helps the quality. So that's another, uh, that's how we differentiate, maybe not, an obvious thing so it's a bigger chunkier plant um, which gives people more for their money and uh, also 
uh, fresher, basically. So in that way, better quality. So you deliver to the southeast. Who, who are your main customers? Uh, our main customer uh, is the Squires Group, who we're very proud to supply. And we've been supplying them for many, many years. Um, we also supply lots of independents in the southeast, um, such as Garson Farm, um, Chessington Garden Centre. Um, what else do we do? I'm probably miss, missing loads now. Um, the Grove World Group in uh, in Kent. They're, they're new, aren't they, with you? Uh, yeah, they're relatively new with us. I think mainly because, again, we can offer um, s- smaller volumes of deliveries with our other plants that we supply. So it sort of suits. They don't want to buy too much at a time to keep their poinsettias fresh. So I think that's why we've sort of picked up their business as well. So, so yeah, lots of ind- independents as well in the southeast. Oh, yeah. So, do you have um, new varieties or colours available, as well as the obviously the very popular red? Yeah, let's just say red's the most popular by by a long, long way. But we do, I sort of, we do do a lot of colours. I don't want to say we specialise in colours, but uh, one new one which actually was out last year as well is called Alaska White, um, which is by far the best best white that's on the poinsettia market at the moment because uh, they always used to be a bit creamy or a bit lime colored so we never really used to have a proper white but since this alaska's come onto the market that that sort of increased sales and changed the game there because it's an actual pure white and that's quite a popular color when it comes to christmas with people who sort of decorating themes and all that sort of stuff so that's a big new one it's actually made a big difference in the market um we also do one called Autumn Leaves, which is sort of like an orangey, like a, but sort of not orange, more of an autumnal colour, which is fairly new. That one's from Dooman, which is a nice colour. Um, and there is, we do Cortez Orange and Burgundy, which are very unique, but nothing new to the market. Uh, but we're, we're trying a new fully orange one from Selector this year. So we'll see how that goes. And then we've got one from Selector as well called Christmas Mouse, which has a round bract, bract um, which is different. I'm not sure if it's for everyone to taste, but that's that, that's different as well. Like a mouse's ears. Yeah, that's it. That's where it comes from. Christmas Mouse, it's called. So, so there's a few new, there's always new bits and bobs coming through. Because I think the Alaska one's the the one in most recent times which has really made an impact. Now, there's a few technical challenges around growing poinsettias, uh, and I know you had um, some meetings earlier this year with the BPOA and various other groups. So can you tell us a little bit about that area? Yeah, sure. We we always uh, we work the BPOA has a sort of a poinsettia group within the BPOA and we always have yearly meetings and, and work quite hard with the AHDB in making sure that any problems at poinsettia growers um, get looked into basically and we can um, make sure that we've got 
the right tools to overcome any problem, problems that we may run into or have run into in the past. Um, we've, there's been a lot of work done on growth regulators of poinsettias. That's uh, Psychocell, or the growth regulator that was used previously, is now, uh, we've now lost it. It's gone off the market. So BPA and the AHTB done a lot of work looking at other growth regulators that can do the same job. Growers do use growth regulators to make sure the crop looks really perfect. So that was very important work. And there was a few new products came out of that, which growers can now use confidently, knowing that it's been tested. Uh, we always do a variety trial every year to look at new varieties coming onto the market. Um, and that's so growers can have sort of a first look at any um, varieties before trying it themselves. So they don't basically don't waste the time themselves. And unfortunately, that's not really, that's going on in a smaller form this year because of the, we can't have too many face-to-face -face meetings, but that's always interesting. And the BPA and AHDB and the growers within that have been um, meeting up with um, plant health to overcome any problems that growers have with Bermisia tobacco whitefly, which is a, a notifiable pest and can be found on poinsettias. So, so uh, talks are sort of ongoing there, and we need to come to a come to come to a, a workable uh, agreement between plant health and the growers, so we can um, so people can commercially grow poinsettias in this country without um, without having to worry too much about any problems they might have with that. So that's that's sort of what the AHDB and BPA have been doing in a nutshell for the last few years. We've also done a lot of work with ground poinsettias um, underwater deficits. So by not watering them very much to try and uh, have, to try and control growth instead of using um, chemicals, growth regulators. And that's been proven to be fairly successful. And uh, I think a few people are starting to take that new, that new way of growing up, but it's, uh, it's just the start of that sort of new way of growing, really. So, yeah, there's tons of work is done on the technical side of poinsettias in the UK by the BPOA and the AHDV. So that's, that's in a nutshell what's been going on there. Just looking at Bermisia again, um, how much of an issue is it this year um, compared to previous years? And, and what would you like it to, to happen with Bermisia legislatively in the UK? Uh, that's a good question. I think last year I think was a was a bad year for Bermisia, um, uh, and a and a bad year for sort of controlling Bermisia. But uh, this year I haven't really heard. I don't think it's it's been as bad or not really a problem. Um, and going forward, I think we need to. The growers and plant health needs to sort of come to an agreement because uh, we are a protected zone, which means there's um, officially sort of zero zero tolerance on Bermisia. 
Um, so that's it's 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 a tricky one there because we we do want zero tolerance, or the plant health want zero tolerance. Um, we're also being pushed to go to use uh, sort of more biological controls, which in their nature need a little bit of the pest to to work basically. So that's difficult to get zero uh, zero tolerance or full control with biologicals. Um, so I think there has to be a, a bit of an understanding from plant health that if if a UK grower has has a little bit of bromisia, because you've got to understand that poinsettias are, are grown in protected environments, so there's a very low chance of the bromisia actually getting out into the environment from a poinsettia glass house. And also the poinsettias go into people's homes and then they basically get chucked away. They don't go into the garden. And it's obviously cold at Christmas time. So there's very little chance of bromisia getting out into the wild, if you want, and getting established. Um, so I think the plant health would be nice to get to a stage where they understand that if a grower has a little bit of bromisia, but it, but is showing that he is con he is controlling that and chucks a few plants away and is, is is shown to be sort of have it under control that um, that that's okay and he doesn't have to throw his whole crop away. That's 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 what I'd like to see. And uh, another thing to understand is that, and I, I think plant health do understand that it's just in. The, I don't want to make it out like there. They're really like bad people, and they're trying to chuck lots of poinsettias away because they're not. It's just we just need to come to a uh, work closer together. Um, we've also, we've got to think about and understand that plant health, and I think you, the UK as a whole is is a lot more biosecure if we say grew all the poinsettias in the UK because plant health can come round and sort of check all the poinsettias when they're in the greenhouses and they'd have good knowledge of if there is any pests. Whereas if we're buying tons in from Holland or anywhere else in Europe, which which in which they don't have as tight controls on Bromisia, then these are coming in the backs of lorries and they're much harder to um, they're much harder for plant health to fully like check for Bermisia. So I think um, it's a lot safer for the UK to sort of, buy, from a biosecurity point of view, to, to grow as many poinsettias as we can. And that's why uh, the, the growers, the BPA, the HTP and Plant Health have got to sort of come to an agreement whereby uh, if, if, if growers are keeping it under control, and it's and even if it's like if it's really low levels, it's it's not the end of the world because it's really not. So that's 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 probably quite long-winded, but that's uh, that's that would be good. Well, that's a really good insight, I think, into UK poinsettia growing from an expert grower. But now, just lastly, I just wanted to ask you, Graham, about how have you coped with all the challenges of 2020, which bedding growers have had. And what are the prospects for 2021? Uh, yeah, it's, it's obviously been a diff difficult year because all our 
uh, garden centre customers, which, which is pretty much all of our customers, were closed for a certain period of time. So we felt very, very nervous and we were fearing the worst, were the worst at that time. Um, fortunately, we started, we've done quite well doing online sales, which helped us through. And then the garden centres opened um, sort of in just about in time to sort of salvage uh, enough sales from the year to um, to get through. So that's difficult and it's uh, it's not going to be a good year, but at least we're at least we're still here. And I think that's probably the same for most people. Uh, going forward, I think that judging from our sort of pre-orders from garden centres and we've had really strong pre-orders for next year. I gather that's because they want to, to secure stock after this year. Uh, also because of the whole Brexit thing and tariffs and stuff like that. They're, they're sort of the, the supply from Europe they're expecting may be um, worse than usual. So I think it could be a good year next year for for British growers, um, mainly because I think more garden centres will be buying British plants, and they might they're trying to um, win and win themselves off their reliance on uh, supply from Europe. So as long as uh, the garden centres for us don't get shut down, then I think it could be a it's looking like it could be a, a more normal and a, have a year and have we have quite a bit of demand for our products. But of course, um, I think the most important thing, if it if it's raining for April, May and June, it's going to be a bad year. And if it's sunny, it'll be a good year. And we're never going to get away from that, unfortunately. No, indeed. Well, great. I'm glad it's gone okay in 2020 and things are looking a bit brighter for 2021 and thanks very much Graham Edwards from Woodlark Nurseries for all your insights into the poinsettia market this year and um, this is me Matthew Appleby at the Horticulture Week podcast and you can listen to it at hortweek.com thank you and goodbye This Horticulture Week podcast was produced and edited by Christina Taylor for more podcasts, Horticulture Week news, analysis, exclusive industry reports, insight and data, go to horticultureweek.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.